welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveal. It's that show that brings you news on a geekly basis, bi-geekly basis. We missed a week, we were sick, it's whatever. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and once again, it is I, as always, your host, Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet and most of the world. And once again, I am joined by the leanest, the meanest, hopefully not dirty, and the cleanest co-host. Would you like to tell the people who you are and make sure you embellish it? Uh, yeah, it is I, <laughs> the most fantastical and wonderful Stephanie there it is. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yay. I am Captain Steph on Twitter. I am the Snow Queer on Tumblr. Um, I have a lot of opinions about many things, and we're about to get down to talking about all of those things. You feeling better today? You felt kind of under the weather last week? Yeah, last week was, there was a, it was, it was a, a lot of a week, and you had some con crud too, didn't you? So, yeah, I think the the con plague got me, and it's probably my fault for passing around a flask and not eating proper meals. But I mean, like, wouldn't a flask, like, wouldn't that sanitize itself? From the inside, I don't know about the outside. (laughs) Like, um, and it was just full of fireball, so, like, it's completely possible that I just, like, fireballed my throat, and that's what I felt bad about, because I felt good, (laughs) like, by Wednesday. So if it was Uh con plague, it was, like, the quickest turnaround. I was like, I think it's just the lack of sleep that I got. Um, and man, was that, was my lack of sleep an adventure? We'll get to that at the stuff we got, but like, there were factors that just made it not a good situation. <laughs> the roommates were great though, so it was a nice mashup of groups and it worked out very well. That's good. So, yeah, let's get into some stuff we missed from last week. So while I was at a convention being party, Lucio, you were out watching movies, right? That's the truth. I um I did the go to see <laughs> Yeah, I did go to see Wonder Woman the day it came out. Um mostly because Friday night tickets were already sold out of the theater I wanted to go to. Um <laughs> but, you saw it early then or Yeah, actually I guess the the tickets for like opening night like cuz it's like I don't know. I mean, like it used to be that opening night was midnight on Friday and now it's like 6 p.m. on the Thursday before the movie is supposed to premiere. Damn millennials. Yeah, damn millennials and... Going to the theater more. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow keeping the cinema industry alive? I mean, I think part of it... (laughs) I think part of the earlier showings is because, like, it's easier on the theater staff and also, like, a movie theater that opens and then lets out again in the daylight is less likely to be have like a gun brought into it maybe i may i don't know maybe i don't know There's but <laughs> reasons for everything but yeah but i um but yeah i saw wonder woman um How'd you at like this it? point i really enjoyed it i'll put that out there first i really enjoyed it i had a very good time i cried at the end i thought that the the action sequences were enjoyable i Thought that the Amazons were fantastic. Um, Chris Pine is hilarious. Um, Gal Gadot, Gadot, I don't know how to say her last name. Diana. Diana was great. Um, at this point, I'm so neck deep in think pieces about this fucking movie <laughs> that I've like regressed around the circle to being guilt to feeling guilty that I enjoyed it. No, don't ever do that. That's what I don't so... want for my friends. <laughs> 
Yo, so here's how I look at this, right? I saw somebody post the status. Um, man, like someone got someone had some criticism levied at Wonder Woman that wasn't just women doing a thing. Like, I still maintain that I saw very a lot less of that than I thought, other than like the mega trolls who just are like the people that were like they're openly sexist and you know they, they know mm-hmm. it. Yeah, but, like the people who were like like taught like writing reviews about how like her boobs didn't jiggle enough and that kind of thing probably those same people um (laughs) probably but besides that i i haven't seen as much but someone says yo why can't we just let this movie be a success and let it breathe i'm like yo because it's a good movie like it's i think when the first reviews of the movie came out and it was like this is actually good i think a lot like i think a lot of stress got lifted off people like oh okay so if you criticize this movie it's not going to be like a nail in its coffin um mm-hmm. if you have something bad to say about wonder woman this like, point which us good everyone held their breath until opening weekend was over and they were like oh, okay okay it's like it's setting records anyway like now we can talk about how it has not enough black people in it and yeah cuz those comments would come regardless but i think if mm-hmm. it was a middling movie there'd be some people uh, i'm not going to say what's the right thing or the wrong thing to do but i think some people may have been there would be that like that back and forth of like let's give it a week and let's let it get its money so we get some more female-led movies and then we yeah. can work but yeah, then it's like, like hey 100 percent, let's go give it the money because <laughs> you can critique something and still love it or at least yeah. appreciate it or at least yeah. the good things that it does <laughs> yeah i think like like part of it is, like, to get, like, 100% real is that, like, in the moment, I was like, oh, this is such an empowering movie for women. And then, like, as soon as I came out, I was, like, looking at the reviews, and I, like, it it took a second for me to be like, yeah, but this was not so empowering a movie for women who are not white women. Like. Yes, I I can see how that could be a thing. Like, so I was just, like, so on fire. (laughs) I don't, see, and neither of us can speak from the experience of being a black woman um i would like to hope for the sake of black black women and black girls that went to see it there's at least a little bit of base level female empowerment um obviously i'm not going to be the one to tell them that should or shouldn't be i'm just hoping there's definitely like female empowerment and there's definitely like like even the like themiscira is diverse like but unfortunately like they all stay there. They all stay there, for one thing, and, like, I mean, like, even, there was one scene where they're arguing about whether, I think whether, what, what to do with Steve Trevor now that he's come to the island, and in that one scene is more black women speaking than in the entire MCU. February's coming, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're getting there, listeners. Um, That's the, yeah, so... Like, we can, we'll get into that a little bit later, specifically. Um, um, you see, so people have been saying, Dom, you gotta go see Wonder Woman, and I'm like, guys, I, I really don't care about this movie, and like, I really want to see Wonder Woman 2, because like, I, like the older time movies just kill my, like, I don't care. Not like Lord of the Rings old, although I'm not the biggest um, fantasy fan, I meant more like, uh, like World War One. even World War Two is kind of like, yeah, okay, cool, like, when's the... When's the science fiction lasers come in rather than this is straight up magic lasers? Um, like, I think Captain America 1, didn't, like, Red Skull have lasers or something? 
Oh, yeah, they had, like, laser gun, yeah. like, some kind of, like, laser gun thing. Yeah, BS lasers. Couldn't happen. Not back then. We know. It was just, like, some gem power or whatever the hell. We'll get into gem power a little bit more soon. But I was like, I don't, I don't know. So people are telling me to see it, and I probably will see it eventually. It looked cool. I'm glad it did well, but I'm like, old times, I don't care. And I feel bad. <laughs> so you're saying I should go see it regardless, though? I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but if you don't like historical war movies, you may not enjoy it. Like, how long? It is does the have movie? like, it's probably like two hours. Uh, it's like, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's got some very funny points that I very much enjoyed. Well, I've got, uh, I'll, I'll check it out then. I mean, I probably should see Mad Max first. Because that's prior on the queue of things that I haven't seen yet. <laughs> yeah, you own that, Dom. I'm looking at the Blu-ray box right now, actually. Furious is staring me back in the face. <laughs> One day. Yeah. Yeah, so, I am... What do you rate the... it? Probably like four... Hmm. What do I, I rate this... it? Yeah, th- I mean, this isn't going to like... This isn't legally binding. You can change it <laughs> as soon as you say it. I don't care. I'm just curious. I'm gonna go with four out of five. Oh, you go. You go out of five. Star scale. Okay. Out of ten, I'd maybe give it some nuance with like a half. You know, like a maybe like a nine out of ten. <laughs> that would be. So like a four and a half out of five. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to get into the fractions. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I like how some people are like, do you use a five point scale, ten point scale, or a hundred point scale? And I'm like, those like, things all it? scale. Like, we use a 10-point scale, but we use decimals. I'm like, that's a 100-point scale, then. Yeah. <laughs> 9.8 is a 98. You're not fooling yeah. anybody. Yeah, I'm used to, like, Goodreads reviews. It's annoying because you you rate a book, and you only can you can only pick, it like, integers between 1 and 5. But it aggregates those all into an average that has a decimal point in it. So, like... I, I a get book, that which like I makes sense, like but so like a book can be a three point four six overall, but maybe I, like, the difference between liked it and really liked it, like, mm. I don't know. Luckily, with enough aggregates, that does take itself out in the wash, but sometimes it does not. So, and then you have aggregate sites like uh, Rotten Tomatoes that don't aggregate scores; they aggregate uh, ratings. So, like, mm-hmm. when Get Out had 100%, it's not that everyone rated it a 10 out of 10. It's just that mm-hmm. all the reviews were positive, which is far <laughs> different of a statistic to get. Yeah. Um, but that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm glad Wonder Woman was awesome. I guess we're kind of late to the train, but I'm glad people are still talking on it. And, yeah, go see it if you like it. And I will, I'll eventually go see it. So, yeah. Go die. Eventually, go. like, you know, maybe sometime before you die. How likely is it that Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 2 and whatever else movies that are Diana-focused are the only good ones in the DCEU? Like, <laughs> a strong percentage like of likelihood. Like, is trash, Flash is trash, Cyborg is acceptable because they're like, we gotta get... Yo, is DC better at making their female characters than their male characters? I mean, statistically, looking at, statistically, yes. Of the DCEU, just, cause Harley was alright, Wonder like, Woman was good. 
I mean, I think Aquaman might actually be a decent movie. Look, Aquaman doesn't need to have a plot. We <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> just look at Jason Momoa for two hours. Walking around. It's like, well, we better throw some water on this guy. Eh, we could throw him in the water again. And that, mo- <laughs> that movie will make money and confuse a lot of people that have think they know their own uh, identity. <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> Let's move on to gem stuff. Gem speaking stuff. Of, speaking of being gay as hell, let's talk about the Steven Universe Season 5 opener. It was less of a a single episode and more of a a Stephen Bomb on a day. It was a a one day Stephen Bomb. And they're like, hey, uh, nice dry face you have there. Shame if uh, some tears happen to it. uh, Seriously, though. So, uh, spoiler on this, but it's about a week old, so I don't feel bad. But um, if you have, if you want to avoid spoilers, just skip to the Scooch ahead a little bit. Basically, what happened was we picked up from when they left Earth on Aquamarine and Topaz Squared's ship, and as we all noticed, Lars was still on there, and Steven and him tried to just chat it out, and Steven tries to break him out, and Lars is his typical apathetic self, but we get a reveal that he's actually very, very afraid and insecure, and he admits to it. I think that is on the ship. Um, They move Topaz to tears, and she unfuses and tries to help them escape, but Aquamarine's like, hey, yo, uh, what y'all doing down there? So their escape is thwarted. Um, then they go to the Gem High Court, and Yellow Diamond and Blue Diamond put Rose Quartz on trial for shattering Pink Diamond, you know, Steven. And there's little gem lawyers that are, what, Zircons? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're they're pretty quirky, and the Phoenix Wright memes wrote themselves. Um, and based on leading questions, a bad testimony by Eyeball Ruby, and inconsistencies, one of the Zircons comes to the conclusion that it's not really feasible that Rose Quartz shattered Pink Diamond, which was a theory that I was questioning this whole time. <laughs> Wondering <laughs> how Rose, I mean, I was more worried about how she physically did it, given her height, but hey, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think Stephen and Lars use this uh, moment to escape, and they get chased down into like a uh, a gem off-color like An old camp. kindergarten. Yeah, an old kindergarten that didn't work out so well, which is weird that... Yeah, Homeworld's actually struggling for resources in a bad way, but whatever. Um, so they meet a bunch of off-color gems that are kind of, for lack of a better word, like defective is probably the word that the diamonds would use for them. Um, so they're hunted down to be shattered, but they just hide. And they get robots sent after them, and it finds out the robots that scan for your gem can't scan through organic matter, i.e. Lars, or Steven's back, apparently, uh, if I recall. Um, and Lars decides he's a badass now, fights some things, and... In the in fighting one, he actually dies for a second. Freaking, freaking dies. <laughs> Straight he up, he dies. Reality ensued, <laughs> and Lars is but a human, so he he just got dropped, and Steven cried on him, which brought him back to life, and turned him pink. But pink. And this is when we come to the quick realization: oh shit, Lion, the Lion was dead, and Rose brought him back f- for some reason, uh, probably the just because she doesn't like things dying. Um, it turns out that Lars's hair is now also a portal to the little, uh... Little tree s- island. Yeah, the subspace that Rose's lion has access to. Um, so... And apparently Lars has, like, a, either no heartbeat or a very slow heartbeat, depending on if Steven lied to make him feel better. Uh, doesn't have an appetite or need water, just kind of chilling. And, uh... So Steven's like, yo, I can take this right directly back to Earth. 
and the other ge- he's like we could take all the gems but then he realizes that you know Lars can't and go Lars through his own head be stuck yeah <laughs> um so he's like you know what you guys all go they bring you know. lion oh well, no because like you can't bring lion through his own mane no but i'm sh- I-, I don't know how lion's teleportation works because he could just definitely rip a hole through space time to just go there um but hey you know we'll figure out what happens so he invites the other gems to come home and they're like nah we're gonna stay with Lars because he helped save us because Lars was like yo you guys all go without me you know steven you, you always try to help me you brought me back to life you know let me be somebody who was worth it i'm like oh Lars, grown boy and uh, i know my son has grown up so uh steven goes home and the gems like oh shit steven's here <laughs> um <laughs> and then the four episodes ends. They're but... all, like, panicked and freaking out. Like, they come out of the, like, the transporter platform. And they're like, oh my god, where else what can we think of to look for Steven? Because yeah, they don't have any more ships on, on Earth anymore. Mm-hmm, yeah, because the, the one Ruby took the one that was there. I wonder where she's at. I don't know. She's probably still trying to get back to <laughs> Homeworld. Probably, like, the equivalent of, like, taking, like, the Concord jet versus, like puttering along in your, like, beatermobile. Well, that, no, that, that thing goes pretty fast. That's how they get back from That's true. That's the how zoo, they got right? back from the zoo. That's, uh... Either way. But, yeah. So they need a ship soon. But anyway, and that's the whole episode. And they left on the cliffhanger of what's gonna happen to Lars and the off-color gems. Good group of episodes, I'd say. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. I like what they're... I like what they're laying down. Yeah. Solid stuff. Like, strong, emotional, build, like, intense, frickin', like, the, like, serious weepies at the end. Like, what in the world? Yeah, I was, Frickin', uh, doing what Steven Universe does best. <laughs> I think, yeah, I definitely dropped some tears on the, uh, when Lars was like, hey, let me be, let me be worth saving. It's like, oh, shit. This is, this is the saddest stuff, man. Like, I'm just gonna be thinking of this for a while. I was just like staring at the at the computer like in shock as they were like when he like died and Steven was like like clutching him and and then even when they were going through the whole like like you're not a zombie you have a heartbeat it's (laughs) just very slow like I was like am I a zombie (laughs) like what's a zombie and Steven's like no no you're fine you're and the zoom in on his face like oh shit oh shit I don't know if there's actually a heartbeat here. He did bring him food. That was nice of him. Yeah. Does does Lars need food or just? I've never seen Lion eat, so probably food. not. I don't. He said he would save it for later, so I, I assume he just isn't really hungry. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I, I think I don't know. I hope he gets Lion's powers. That'd be cool. That would be intense. Like I wonder. So Lion has like like the the portal powers. Mm-hmm. And I'd have to imagine that it, he didn't naturally just have portal powers as a random lion. Like, I would yeah. like to believe that's a gem thing. Um, and apparently when uh, Blue Diamond cries, everybody else around her cries, which is an interesting thing. So I wonder if the... I was wondering out loud. I don't know if I brought this to you. I wonder if the gem tools are based off of, like, diamond powers. Oh, huh. Because, like, Yellow Diamond shattered, or she poofed one of the gems, like, the mm-hmm. same way that the destabilizers do, which are also yellow. So I'm wondering if there's, like, other tools that emulate the diamond powers. 
Like, is Aquamarine's wand her gem weapon, or is it just, like, a blue tool? Hmm. I don't know. That's very... Very interesting theory you've got there. Yeah, something worth thinking about, I guess. I don't know. Something to sit on with all the other... <laughs> Stuff that we don't know. Millions of theories. Do you think the diamonds confuse? Oh. There's no way they would ever, I feel like, but, like, if they could... Yeah. I, they pro- I mean, they probably have the functionality to do it. I don't think they ever would. I, I want- the personality clash wouldn't. Like, I wonder if that's what the temple was shaped after. It's shaped after something, it. damn it. I want to know what the temple shaped yeah. after. <laughs> Who is she? Who is she? Um, but yeah, so I was also thinking... Um, so th- there's the whole thing in the fandom not trying to figure out who shattered Pink Diamond if it wasn't Rose. But yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people thought it was Rose. Um, yeah, everyone was ready to believe that Rose was just this like kind of like morally gray character who was willing to murder someone for something she believed in. And now everyone's like, Yellow Diamond did it. Well, not only that, so I don't... I'm, there's other theories, though, that it's not Yellow Diamond, that it's somebody else. Um, some people think it's Pearl, um, which is you know possible. A Pearl would have been able to get close to Pink Diamond, and we don't know who... Pink Diamond's Pearl was. We only know one Pearl with pink hair. Hmm. Mm. Um, with a devotion to pink things. Take mm. that as you will. Um, but we also... So the rubies are very easily fooled, right? Like, they'll yeah. pretty much believe anything you put in front of their face. Like, someone could just shapeshift to look like Rose Quartz and then use the breaking point to shatter Pink Diamond. So, like, it could have been Pearl. She would have had access to the weaponry to do it. She would have been able to... Like, gems are able to shapeshift. Someone would have had to get close to Pink Diamond without her, like, being alarmed. Mm-hmm. So it was either Yellow or White Diamond, or some other nefarious actor. I'm thinking Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible, I don't know. Apparently That's anybody a... can be, all the gems can be fooled, so, like... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Amethyst pre- pretended to be Jasper for, like, a day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a lot of Steven Universe talk. Uh, that's two societies that are mostly women that we just talked about. How about yeah. the theming? Happy, happy, happy Pride Month. <laughs> let's, uh, let's check out some music and we'll be right back. Hope you enjoyed that music. We are back from the break. As always, you can check it out in the show notes. Go support those artists. They work very hard to make great music and are gracious enough to have it in their About Me sections. Their music is usable. (laughs) So let's move on to some new stuff. And I forgot to put it on the show notes, but this is the weirdest shit of all time. There's a new Bubsy the Bobcat game coming out. That's just weird. I don't know what that is, but tell me what. Tell me why that's weird. So back when Mario was awesome... Sonic had to jump on his coattails, right? 
so then a whole bunch of like animal mascots came out trying to like be the next Sonic. Uh, oh, okay, it's like the Doctor Thunder of of the Sonic franchise. No, that would be better. Oh God, like, worse. This is like, like, okay, let's take beer, right? Let's say let. Let's say Mario is like a nice Budweiser, okay? Mm-hmm. And then Sonic's like a Miller Lite. Totally passable, but like, let's say Paps. Kind of hipstery. Still gets the job done. A little cheaper, but solid experience in his own right. Then you have all the other mascot platformers where like your natty. Not really that great, but you know, you play and you're like, whatever, I played a video game. Mm-hmm. Then there's Bubsy. Bubsy's like when you go to the beer store and it's like, there's a white box with blue letters that just say beer on it. <laughs> it's That's like the Vladdy. Bu- it's no, it's worse. Oh God, <laughs> it's, the it's like the it's like the <laughs> the red wave. Bubsy the Bobcat, <laughs> aka the red wave the of wave animal of... mascots. Um, but no, it was just, and because he just had like all this attitude and he was trying to be cool, but his games were awful. They were too zoomed in, and he ran really really fast. So mm-hmm. he was just, like slippery mess, and the games were trash. But he's kind of become a meme, and um, when Sonic Forces had that reveal trailer where they had like a shadowed out character, people were like. Please don't be crossing over with Bubsy. Like that's the worst thing for you right now. <laughs> and they weren't, but it turns out that Bubsy is actually making a new game. Nobody has asked for this, but it's just kind of funny to see where it's gonna go. Um, they did a little <laughs> gameplay. It looks like they zoomed the camera out. Looks like you could take more than one hit. So this game is probably going to be better than the old ones, <laughs> which doesn't mean it's that's going to be good. That's a low ass bar. But uh, it, it's just a weird world that we live in just wanted to throw that out there because it's funny as hell to me that, <laughs> that is that, that the biggest e3 like, news you've got under your belt there Dom? this was last week this was before e3 oh. <laughs> came out of literally nowhere wow why wouldn't you why wouldn't you wait for e3 to announce such a momentous because no one would care <laughs> it would immediately get washed over um yeah as we're recording this e3 is still going on so we might figure out i don't know maybe talk about it next week or something or we'll figure something else out but it feels weird to talk about it today when it's not all said and done. Well, it's mid, uh, mid-go. But just for the, just if anyone does care, Ubisoft, I think their conference was good. And Beyond Good and Evil 2 was, like, shown. Which is, wow. Um, but we'll get into that uh, later, Dave. We'll talk, well, I'll talk about that later. Okay. Tell me, tell me about how Netflix is, uh, not making people smile. Yeah, so, um, so Sensei got cancelled. They also canceled the Get Down. Um, Sensei is more of a geeky thing than the Get Down was. Um, I think we mentioned it though, like last week or whatever. Hmm? Yeah, this is this, this is last week's news. We're we're doing the last week tonight of uh, geekly content right here. But I'd hum the theme, but that's a good way to get sent into jail. <laughs> um, the apparently Sensei um and similarly the Get Down were both shows that cost, like, in the millions of dollars per episode to produce, um, and presumably for the Get Down, it was because of licensing and that kind of thing. I've never actually watched an episode, but I know it's about the birth of rap music, I believe. Uh, yeah, so... I don't know. I, I don't watch Netflix shows that are made for <laughs> Criminal Minds and call it a day. Um, so I imagine there's a lot of, like, licensing and stuff that goes into that. Sensei just has a freaking crap ton of special effects and like trick shots and all kind of stuff like that um like episodes of sherlock for instance 
<laughs> but better. <laughs> um. So like, they're using a lot of money every episode, and I guess I don't know if the ratings just weren't high enough or what it was, but they have decided to cancel it. Um, the reason, the two reasons that this is a bad look for them, um, one is because, like, there's not a lot of diverse fantasy content out there, and now there's less. I don't know why I said there are two reasons. That's pretty much the reason. Like, these were two, Sense8 and The Get Down were two of Netflix's most diverse shows, both from a race and gender perspective. Like, Orange yes. of the New Black was is obviously like a diverse show but it gets itself in trouble <laughs> it's uh Fairly there's some frequently. diversity in this show but still a very white show like yeah um like thematically and flavor wise yeah whereas like in sense8 like several main care there's there's like two white guys in the in the group of eight people who are like the sense eight um, huh. like, uh, I can't remember what they're called. It's like a squad or a, not a squad, but like a... They're a sense. They're, <laughs> yes, they're a... Hashtag sense cool. Cluster. They're a cluster. Um, but I thought like, we were done talking about Steven Universe. Right? Um, we're never done talking about Steven Universe. But the, uh, but yeah, like, like, KPS is a black guy, like, Hollis from, like, an Indian woman, like, there's an Icelandic white woman. There's a white American trans woman. There's a gay Mexican guy. Like, it digs into, like, Mexican masculinity, like, pressures. And, like, it's really... A, it's not the greatest written show. Like, sometimes, like, the... The message is a little on the nose. But, like, yeah, I'd rather take that than have, like, season after season of Supernatural... Um, <laughs> yeah, or I think Sherlock, some supernatural things. like blowing <laughs> tons of money on a show that's like disrespectful and straight white as hell. So like, it's not I, yeah, it's from not, like not a, a good business standpoint. Yes, from a business standpoint, I can see why they might drop them. I don't know that that Netflix has any other shows from trans creators because that was a Wachowski creation sensate so another yeah. bad look and like it's just it's ugly business all around i guess the benefit to um dropping a w- w- wachowski wachowski project the good thing to dropping one of their projects is they're so well known that they're not going to get screwed over with the next not so much that well uh, well for that for their benefit they're going to be fine because i mean you make the first matrix you have like at least six more projects to just screw up before people are going to say that you're not actually good at your job um but when netflix is like oh hey excuse me um oh hey we're gonna drop this project that happens to be directed by two trans women that happen to be the wachowskis i don't think that feels quite as it's not like we dropped this because they were trans yeah it's just like like, we dropped this because it wasn't a good business decision to keep like i feel like with an unknown director you drop that it kind of looks weird but when you drop like a famous director like mm-hmm. a famous directing pair, it's like eh, eh, um, which might be more down to the audience might re- have received it poorly, like not giving it the ratings that it should have gotten, mm-hmm. um, like transphobia in the audience or something like that. 
Um, mm-hmm. What was the movie they had? Like, Jupiter Ascending? Jupiter, you, was that them? I think so. Yeah, yeah that it's... got, like, wildly mixed reviews, and it's very difficult to tell, okay, well, who's disliking this movie because it has, like, like, uh, like a female gaze, for instance, mm-hmm. or how many people just dislike it because it, they don't think it's good. Um, how many people? I mean, like... it was a bad movie, but it was enjoyable because <laughs> some it people was said like <laughs> because... it was a, it was an enjoyable movie for the same reasons it was bad. If that, I, I felt like okay, so it was like it was like cheesy schlock nonsense. Yeah, it was just like cheesy schlocky sci-fi tropiness, but without like the ugly male lens. Okay. That comes with that most of the time. Okay, so I think um. So there's probably people that legitimately liked it, like, oh, this movie sucks, I'm gonna watch it again, because I like this kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the people that like the, the, not Sharknado, but the thing that Sharknado wants to be. There's people mm-hmm. that, like, people love B-movies. Yeah, so it was a I think, I, think I called Jupiter sending a glorious disaster or something in my review. Yeah. It was like... I mean, it's very hard to be the next room by Tommy Wiseau, but I mean, mm-hmm. there's no reason that people shouldn't try... Uh, and also, wasn't Channing Tatum in that movie? He was. He was yeah. a... That dude's a an awful actor. Werewolf He's super awesome. soldier. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like... Yeah, okay, that sounds like Channing Tatum. Like, that dude, also, <laughs> horrible actor. It has worked to his advantage 100% of the time. Like, you try he to make... He makes it work. You make 21 and 22 Jump Street with somebody that's not Channing Tatum and see how well it sells. Spoiler alert, it ain't gonna work unless it's The Rock, but it ain't gonna work with anybody else. <laughs> Um, I would hang out with Channing Tatum. He seems cool. I think so. Um, what else? The Mummy Blue? So it already came yeah. out? Yeah. Um, yeah, apparently it came out last week, and it is just a hot, ugly mess of badness. Well, that's, that was to be expected. Yeah, which but no one is surprised by. Um. I guess the surprising part is that Universal's trying to do, like, a shared universe with their monster, their Universal monsters. Yeah, so, um... They've already, and, like, it seems like a who's who of, like, uninspired, like, washed-up white male casting. Oh, really? Because, like, Tom Cruise was the the action lead of The Mummy, and I think, um, I don't think, I know, that Johnny Depp is playing the Invisible Man. You know, um, that's fine. That means you don't have to really see him that much. <laughs> nah, it's, seeing him's um, not the problem. He's gonna get a paycheck, and he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, um, I can't remember who had the, any of the rest of the casting, but I wasn't, like, inspired by any of it. And I guess then this week they also announced that in addition to, like, their werewolf and mummy and Dracula and, like, those people. Actually, I, think, I can't remember. There was there was someone in that group of people that I was maybe not, like, super hype about, but like, oh, yeah, that works. Like, maybe Javier Bardem is playing Dracula or something. Mm. But... Anyway, I guess this week they also announced that they will be adding Phantom of the Opera and Hunchback of Notre Dame as movies to this new villain's universe, which they're calling the Dark Universe. Good lord, and it's going to be the brightest universe. Um, Shouldn't the Phantom of the Opera be like kind of a old washed up white dude type character? Like, wouldn't that actually... Like, he's probably gonna be, like, some young hot dude. Like, complete cast wrong, right? That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. So, the reason I feel like these two in particular are questionable old movies to reboot 
is because both of these are stories about people who are ostracized and made into monsters because of their they're, they're not they don't have any special powers they don't have any like magic or abilities or scientific they're not like mad scientists or anything they're both just dudes who were ugly and or like had like some sort of physical deformity and were made into monsters because of that. Like, the Hunchback of Notre Dame Disney movie is not close to accurate to how, like, the Quasimodo in the book is. Because it's a Disney movie. But, like, that part is still there. Like, this is a guy who's physically, like, abnormally shapen. And I think in the book he is not, like, he might be, like, have, like, brain damage or something based on, like the fact that he was, like, born not correct. Um, is it, it's, like, the message they're going for? So, like, yeah, it's just, like, yeah. it's questionable, like, and the same with the Phantom, like, he's got, like, this horrible facial deformity, but, like, the reason he's evil is because he was freaking tormented for it his entire life, and it's, like, again, like, cool motive still murder. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he could be like, well, he's not the Nick Fury. He's like, because that's Dr. Jekyll, right? I think so, yeah. Okay, well, he can be like the Maria Hill, who's like, yo, I'm just really pissed off at the world, so I'm going to go join with these super monsters and maybe get some of that super serum that Dr. Jekyll has. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to. Whatever. Well, I don't know why they're doing this. Yeah. Especially, this doesn't need to be a shared universe. You know what they could do? Rise of the Guardians. Right there. <laughs> Rise of the Guardians was one movie. They didn't need to build it up like Sandy didn't need his own movie. Jack Frost didn't need his own movie. No, Even you though... see, Dom, they tried to do that once. It was called League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But was that, was, was, that a, was that a prequel to Rise of the Guardians? No, but I mean, like, they tried to do this thing where they just picked, they, like, picked up all these, like, horror oh. people and put them in one movie. And it yeah, was but really you have to bad. be good at it, though. Because, like... True. A movie with, like, Sandy, like, the Sandman, and, like, all the characters. That movie doesn't... That shouldn't have worked. And people love that movie. And they, all those characters could have went on their own adventure afterwards. Like, who wouldn't go watch a Jack Frost movie? Who liked that? Almost everyone would. I'd watch Hugh Jackman as, what, the Easter Bunny? Or the Easter Bunny, I think he was? Yep. Yeah, I, I'd watch that. Or at least I'd let it sit on, like, HBO one day. Uh, yeah, that's questionable. We don't need that. Uh, what else we got? Let's see. The Tony Awards. Yeah, that happened um, last night as per recording. To my great chagrin, but not great surprise, Dear Evan Hansen won a lot of awards. Um, including Best Musical, which I continue to calm myself with the fact that the year Wicked was up for Best Musical, it lost to Avenue Q. So, but what, like, I mean, like what has, like, which one has stood the test of time? Um, <laughs> well, only one yeah. of them still open on Broadway. Um, yes, true, but <laughs> Avenue Q opened a lot of doors for uh, certain styles. For dirty puppets? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like dirty puppets. So, yeah. is, that is not a good. That's not a good phrase. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> something about that doesn't feel right to say. Hey, uh, um, how do you guys feel about dirty puppets? 
that sounds gross. That sounds very gross. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, the thing, the, the flip side of this is that there wasn't anything this year that I was super rooting for as Best Musical. Like, I saw Natasha and Pierre in The Great Comet of 1812, which is all just one musical, um, and it was very technically impressive, um, but I didn't, don't, like, particularly remember any of the music from it, like, when it was, when they were performing last night, and they were really the only cast that did, like, a real performance from their show, as opposed to, like, one guy singing a song, which both Dear Evan Hansen and Hello Dolly both did, which is really weird to me, because, I mean, like, if you're nominated for Best Musical, don't you want to pick a show that... Or, like, pick a number from your musical that shows off the whole cast, not just one dude singing. Nah. But, I mean, <laughs> what, what do I know? I mean, um, after, after the magic of last year, who cares yeah. anymore? Hamilton was Seriously. too Seriously. You can't, you can't really be, like, yeah, but, like, the Yorktown. You do fucking Yorktown. You do your, sh- you do one of your showstoppers. Yeah. Or like, even um, a ballad, I guess, like a... Like, you could, they, Wait For It could have worked as well. Like, you could, like, something that's gonna be like, whoa, this is powerful, I need to see this. Yeah, um, and, like, the song they did from, from Dear Evan Hansen, like, it's a pretty song, like, it's a good song, Ben Pat did well singing it, but, like, half that cast was nominated for awards, as well as the actual show, and they sang a song that only Ben Platt sings in. So, but, like, the point of what I'm rambling on about is that I didn't really find any of the other... I, did, I wasn't wowed by any of the best musical nominations this year from, like, Whole Cloth, the way I was excited about Hamilton or, like, something else. These were all the people that saw Hamilton coming out and decided not to open last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, now's our time to give it a shot. And it just kind of feels like the B team to some people, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I say this as if it's, I'm it's some a... kind of, like, authority on musicals when I've literally seen through... Hmm, actually, not enough to be an authority, but... (laughs) (laughs) More than you thought of when you started to say that sentence. Well, I was going to say one, but then I remembered I've been forced to see Les Mis and Rent more than once, more than one version. And you've (laughs) been to two high school musicals, at least. Okay, I didn't count those either, so there's those. And then... (laughs) You're you're a connoisseur, Dom. I I still count South Park movie as as a musical... That's a musical. I'll be, I'll be damned <laughs> if anyone tries to tell me otherwise, because I have a soundtrack from it. <laughs> and then that one episode of Steven Universe, that's a musical. It's a 15-minute musical, but counting it. Um, <laughs> I mean, are there songs that forward the plot? Then yes, it's a musical. <laughs> so, like, that whole series. Like no, that one episode specifically was, like, what, four songs? Yeah. I think. Good song there. Okay, so yeah, I'm, I, I know more than I thought I did. But yeah, I have just, I was unimpressed by the entirety of the, the, oh, the Tonys last night. Kevin Spacey didn't really wow as the host. Like, the performances didn't really wow, except for Great Comets, musical number. And I was un, unhappy about the winners. So that's, that's, that's Stephanie bringing you her hot take on the Tony Awards. Here's the important question about musicals. Is the Spongebob musical out of previews yet? No, it's not into previews yet. I can't freaking wait. Okay, because... <laughs> There's a valid chance. It can win some awards. 
I'm so excited for the Spongebob <laughs> musical. You have no idea. Look, this sounds like we're making shit up, but this is actually a real musical. And it's like a pop, like a pop cast or um, r- musical. Writing, yeah. Like Writing. the, like, um. All the songs are by like musicians. Like most yeah, of like, it's jo- Jonathan Colton, but like Panic at the Disco has a song, right? I think so. And these aren't like, it's not like a, uh, like a Rock of Ages type thing where it's using songs. These are like originally composed songs for a Spongebob musical. And yeah. it's gonna be fire. <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm Look, so excited. I don't care if it's bad. I still want to see it. <laughs> Just the idea of this. Um, but yeah, um, speaking of things that happened recently, and I'm gonna make sure we don't do this at the break because I need to bounce myself out of it. Um, just want to be salt, um, somber for a second and kind of, uh, just, you know, give a rest in peace to Adam West who passed away in the last few days. Um, real huge person. I think we all know Adam West at this point was, uh, in Batman, the original one. And then, um, came on later to play serious versions of old Batmans and parodies of himself, like a really good sport. Um, I guess a lot of younger viewers will know him as Adam West, the mayor from Family Guy and Catman from, uh, fairly odd parents i didn't think the younger viewers would have that one because that's a <laughs> deep <young>. cut <laughs> that's a deep cut into fairly odd parents but you know, adam <laughs> west brought us like a, a, lot, a lot of people a lot of joy whether we knew it or not and um i watched a, a video today from movie bob who talked about how the 60s batman was better than everyone gives it credit for mm-hmm. and also points out that like people would lose their shit if that casting happened today right because um, like the the joker was latino batwoman yeah, the, was black or catwoman was black yeah and that's pretty much where Batwoman, or Batgirl, the way we know her came from. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like, Eartha Kitt is probably the best Catwoman we've seen on screen. Um, I'd say. Yeah. Has there only Catwomans on TV? Well, no. Or no, we've had other Catwomans. We had Anne Hathaway Catwoman. So, would our, would our best Catwoman then be Michelle black Pfeiffer and our worst? Catwoman. So our best Catwoman probably was black, and also our worst Catwoman was also black. So that's like a nice... Range that like, hey, it's not about race, I guess. Depends on who writes. <laughs> Wait, the movie. who was the worst one? Halle Berry. Oh, Halle Berry. Through no, no fault of she... her own. <laughs> like. Oh yeah, no, she was, she was Catwoman. I was, I was gonna say like, oh, what's from a call? Michelle Pfeiffer was also Catwoman. Okay, she. Might... in like a. Yeah, that might be. Can't be sexy way. Yeah, but that was still know. better than like the Catwoman from the Catwoman movie, which is not Halle yeah. Berry's fault. Like that movie, like there's no one who could have saved that. Maybe no, Channing yeah. Tatum. Oh, <laughs> that's a stupid joke, but I uh, just want to say uh, rest in peace to Adam West. Uh, old dude, killed it. Um, so yeah, so some good news though, some fun news is Voltron teaser. It's good yeah, news for you, I guess, um, right? Yeah, we've got we've got all kinds of upcoming media things to talk about at the end of this little uh, this bumper here is that we've we've got a teaser trailer for the next Voltron season, which comes out in August. Trailers, this particular trailer is not much to write home about. Um, the one thing that's stuck in my in my mind afterward, like basically the idea is like right now they can't form Voltron, which is understandable because they're down a thing. Pretty sure they're down a dude. I can't. Am I? Did I forget the end of the last season? (laughs) Maybe. Um. But can't they're they're unable to form Voltron, like so obviously that's going to be part of the the conflicts going forward. But the big thing that's stuck in my mind is that like they're still stuck on Lance being characterized as just ladies' man, and that's it. And it's like 
this is the third season you've had to give him some kind of deeper characterization. Like, Sokka had, like, that. He's kind of like the Sokka character of the team, and, like, Sokka had that aspect to him. But he's also, like, a really deep three-dimensional character who had, like, concerns and, like, jealousies and angst. Even without all that, like... You could just say, you could, he still had, like, a lot of one-dimensional traits you could just lump together, like, oh, he's a ladies' man, he loves puns, he's the one who doesn't have magic powers, he's and the And then you have guy. a character, like... Yeah, and then he has a character on top of that, too, so it's like... Lance is just a funny a guy who's a ladies' man, like, that's it. Like, you need so. one more trait, at least. Yeah, so... Is there, like, an ace pilot or something? Is there even, like, that aspect of it? He's good, yeah, but there are better pilots on the, like, Keith is supposedly a better pilot, and Shira is also a good pilot, so, like, it's not his speciality. Ah, okay. Cool. Um, alright. Yeah, so, but nevertheless, I'm excited about this season, because if it improves at the exponential, if if the show continues to improve at the exponential quality rate that it did from season one to season two... Season three is going to actually end up being pretty badass. Cool, awesome. Um, so we got another trailer. Another trailer. Yeah, uh, just dropped off script again. Actually, uh, Kingdom Hearts three got another trailer. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> why the hell not? Uh, didn't even watch it. Don't even care. Um, Gotta keep watch reminding people that uh, Who can, I, I, that it eventually may exist in the world. Yeah, it'll eventually exist one day, but. Uh, it's like the cure for cancer. It's just like sitting in a government lab somewhere, like the, like the Ark of the Covenant at the end of. I feel like there's a better chance of the cure for cancer existing in like the back of the White House than like an ex- a, a copy of Kingdom Hearts Three being <laughs> <laughs> because, un- un- unlike Square Enix, people who want to like exploit the human population like to actually get shit done. Unlike Square Enix, who just likes to announce video games that never come out. Um, <laughs> yep, I, that's where we went today. But on the list is the Black Panther trailer, which was hype as shit. Yes, uh, yes trailer that I am actually, w- w- would actually be willing to write home about. <laughs> so, like, the Disney the Disney Twitter just kind of, just put it out there, just, like, into the ether. So it's like a little Mickey Mouse avatar. Hey, the trailer for Black Panther will air tonight during Game 4. And I'm like, Game 4 like, what? Like, the NBA right? Finals or the NHL Finals? Like, what's today? <laughs> which <laughs> I was, was like, ba- Game 4? Like... Is which, this a sports thing? Which is basically their way of saying, look, it, like, let's be honest. They're saying, black people, come see our movie with a black superhero. Because you could put, like, movies, like, they normally get trailers on, like, Conan or, like, Fallon or something. And they're like, put it during the playoffs of a football, of a of basketball. Which is like, <laughs> and you know what? Fine. I'm glad that they're saying, you know what, black people, we want your money. Because, and someone pointed out, Marvel's like, oh, DC, nice nice job with Wonder Woman. We say that's uh, $200 million. Oh, yeah, we have this uh, movie dropping in February. Let's, let's remember who the big dogs are in town. Which I, I like the idea of there being a rivalry between these two companies, and they're both like. I mean, if we get into diver- like a diversity one upmanship battle, Black Panther will win because of the Dora Milaje. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, like. Black Panther's going to win 99% of the way, but I don't think they're going to go the extra mile to make that one gay Dora Milaje couple that was in the comics. Yo, Even though they, they have do. one named after one of them Yo, in the cast. Do, 
If they do, though, then DC can go home. Well, I mean, but look, here's the thing about DC, right? Get dunked on. They're like, check it out, we got Wonder Woman, most iconic female character of all time, son. And Marvel's like, you better hope we don't pull the trigger with the several that we have. And DC's <laughs> like, oh yeah, because we kind of have her. And the rest are villains. I mean, as far as, like, iconic, I'd say. Yeah, there's not, like, I mean, like, Batgirl, that's about it. Like, yeah. Batwoman is, like, a beloved female character, but not, like, a iconic one. Yeah. And I, I guess Mary, Marvel... same thing. I guess Marvel doesn't really have any to, like, the general public, but they've built a brand that, like, Black Widow, I guess, would be their Wonder Woman analog at this point, and then they can pull, like, <laughs> Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, Squirrel Girl... Give us another yeah. Storm movie. Who cares? Like, get her back. Like, try to get the rights to Sue Storm back. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you go on for days, like, making Marvel female character movies without ever having to run into those licensing issues. Like, yeah, you could. Make a, again, make like you... a, oh, you know it would be fantastic? The like four? a, uh, like a, um,. <laughs> A buddy cop movie that was the two Captain Marvels, like Carol Danvers and Monica Rambeau. Yeah, they'll shut the game down. Like. They'll, then they adopt Ms. Marvel. Yeah, just like they have to like go on like a some kind of like road trip or something for some ridiculous the, who reason. Cares? It doesn't who cares? Even matter. It doesn't matter. That's all you have to say is the Marvels go on a road trip, like. Marvel's Marvel's Road Trip. <laughs> the dumbest name. <laughs> it would make millions. Fucking only... Girls' Night is a movie. Look, just call it Marvel's Girls' Night. And yeah. The only option DC would have, they're like, fuck it, Harley and Poison Ivy, get in there. <laughs> I guess it's time to make a Bombshells movie. Yo. The only way to... I just want to see a petty corporate catfight between Marvel and DC. <laughs> trying to one-up <laughs> each other, like trying to pill to marginalized groups. <laughs> and then like all it's... all the dude bros are mad about it but at the same time they're like this is what we've been asking for for years <laughs> and how are you gonna they won't even be able to complain because there would have to be a scene since Harley and Poison Ivy are in love there'd have to be like some kind of cheesecakey scene and everyone's gonna be mad about it because it would be super exploitative but everyone would be attracted and be like oh damn it James Gunn <laughs> <laughs> actually no don't let him direct. You just let him write it. Because apparently his strength is not being anywhere near the camera. Um, Zack Snyder, I think you mean? F- fuck it, bring him in too. <laughs> <laughs> James actually, Gunn is the Zack Snyder of, of Marvel. Exactly. Uh, actually, get all the dude bros that are just like somehow making these movies that aren't cutting it and be like, okay, where's Patty Jenkins at? Corral these idiots. <laughs> and look, that's how we shut... Yo, we have to have a Marvel crossover with DC. Like, once all these extended universes are like, we're out of money, we're done. No one wants to see these anymore. Crossover. <laughs> and, Start uh, printing money again. Yep. Okay. <laughs> What's this last thing? Last thing is the, uh, the perennial, who will be the next Doctor discourse, has appeared that, on the horizon again? again. It's that time of year again, because Peter Capaldi's contract, I think, is up come this Christmas special. Um, so why can't it be a black, gay, trans, disabled, gay woman this time? 
People that's like that excuse. don't exist in the real world, Dom. Uh, that's what the excuse was this time? No, I think the they ha- they haven't cast anyone yet, but the the same old like tired I mean tired excuses about um the legacy of the show and breaking with tradition have started to rear their heads and like some people who were tied to the show have been hinting that they already know who it is and some people like the betting pools are opening like mm-hmm. people put serious money down on who they think the new doctor is going to be and like so much so much of the like it has to continue being a white guy thing is because people don't like the idea of having to write something that's challenging and like a solid half of the doctor's adventures are historical. So like, like I was reading a very good thread on Twitter today. It was like in these situations, the doctor storms in demands authority and is immediately granted it. Okay. So whether it's a historical situation or like a modern situation or like a, like a sci-fi situation, Okay, so it would take a little bit more work to do this then. Yeah, so you would actually have to do some work to write a character, like a female character doing the same thing, or a character of color doing the same thing, or, God forbid, a female character of color doing something like that. Well, here's the, here's the thing about all that. That is, that is you know, to, to, their, to give them some credit, and hold on, I'm going somewhere with this, to give them some credit, that is far more difficult. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, if you're writing anything remotely historical, things might not go so well for a woman of color. Flip side... He's <laughs> a fucking alien! ...is about a time-bending interdimensional alien. <laughs> Figure it out. That's... <laughs> I mean, because otherwise, like, what are you really doing? Like, what's the point of the Doctor regenerating if it's just gonna pretty much essentially be the same guy every time? I'm not a huge yeah. fan, so I, I, that's not my call to make, but I feel like... But you watched, you watched an hour and a half episode about Sherlock once that talked a lot about Doctor Who. I did do that. So, uh, <laughs> Steph's referring to an episode, well, I guess just a video by an uh, H-Bomber guy. You may or may not know his work. If you follow us, it seems like the same kind of people. Uh, but he went on a... Would it be fair to call it a diatribe or a rant or an essay? I, feel like I don't a, know. A diatribe, a video essay. It was what, about an hour and forty minutes about why Sherlock is bad and always was bad, <laughs> and I'm like, well, this all using holds. previous previous works of Stephen Moffat as uh, counterbalance. So I mean, it was, it was well done. I have to assume it all was correct. <laughs> But I watched this having never seen Sherlock. It's very engaging. Yeah, I mean, the, the whatchamacallit, the... And, like, his arguments are arguments... Like, I didn't know some of the deep cuts that he was pulling out about stuff that... Other stuff that Moffat has written. But, like, that's the argument that I've always made about Moffat, is that he writes fantastic standalone episodes and cannot hold an entire season arc together, like, if you, like, handcuffed it to his hand... To his wrist, like... <laughs> it's... He can't... He can show handcuffed to his hands, as opposed <laughs> as opposed to his wrist. I'm sorry. The, the cuffs just slide off his fingers. <laughs> that's why he's not. That's why he's not doing that's it. That's why he's, he's having such trouble holding on to it. Well, glued <laughs> to his fucking face, he could not handle it. 
Go check out Edge Bomber Guy stuff. It's pretty good. He he spends a lot of time dunking on quote unquote YouTube rationals and t- talking about how not rational they actually are. It's it, it's a, it's a fun little path to go down, but I need a break. We'll see you after. Here's some music by the Robot Knights. Uh, I'm gonna predetermine the music because I just got their album um, from former guest Maddie Myers. Nice. Uh, so uh, listen to this cool cut, and we'll see you after the break. enjoyed that music you even have to we even knew what it was ahead of time which is a uh a lovely surprise for us gonna pretend um, like i'm a professional yeah i gotta pretend like we know knew something we were doing <laughs> um but uh the robot knives music is not the only music you got this week is it dom it is not actually you properly assessed that i got the steven universe soundtrack while i was in uh, Colossal Con, and I think I actually bought it um, because I want to support it, despite the fact that I've been going on and on many, many year- weeks about my great Google Play thing, and I could have just streamed it, but I'm like, nah, man, <laughs> let me get that real quick, and it's so good. I love it so much. Nice. I haven't actually bought it yet, but uh, you know me and buying music, I'm really bad at it. I, um, I, I, it's no, not even it's... that I'm getting it illegally, I'm just not getting it. <laughs> that's a lot of people but it's um it's all the vocal songs from steven universe so i was hoping it was going to be the score because there's some amazing music by avian sarasu in there mm-hmm. but yeah it's all the vocal mixes so i forgot how good some of the songs in this show were actually like there's there's some definitely some favorites in there uh patty lapone as yellow diamond is glorious um the yellow diamond or the yellow pearl that's voiced by the same actor as regular Pearl uh, <laughs> does a great little snobby Pearl voice. Uh, all this like the Greg Greg gets so many songs like you, I forget how much he sings. <laughs> Tom Sharpling I believe, um, but everyone's pretty well featured. Estelle has the songs we know she has. It's like a theme song, uh, Stronger Than You. Mm-hmm. Here's a thought. So much good stuff. So a lot of good songs. I recommend you all check it out. Anything you get this week, uh, this past couple weeks? Yeah, I finally got my, um, my new purse, which I'm excited about. Um, the Captain Marvel purse from Think Geek is beautiful and large enough to hold all of my things, um, and most notably not falling apart at the seams, like my Star Wars purse that I made a year ago literally was, like, the seams were coming apart, um... So hopefully you had a seamless transition. 
to the new one? It was it was less than seamless, unfortunately. <laughs> if you recall, my uh, they sent me a wallet first, and I had to send the wallet back, but I refused to pay to send the wallet back because you didn't ask for it. I didn't ask for it, but they. They thankfully were able to finally figure everything out, and I sent back the wallet, and they sent me a purse, but it was all over, whatchamacallit, Memorial Day weekend was in there somewhere, so, like, it was an extra day of not shipping and not business replies. That's obnoxious. So it just took a long time for everything to get ironed out. Meanwhile, I was, like, waiting for my purse to, like, crack on the subway and just be done. Well, it didn't do that, because... It did not. Because you're an anime protagonist. Yes. And it won't break until you try to run to the subway with toast in your mouth. <laughs> one one side of it did break once, but I was all, I was carrying all three Divergent books in it, which are all like 500-page hardbacks. That's... I was trying to take them back to the, to the library, so it was, a, it was a particularly valid reason for it to break. It was bursting at the seams. It was... I guess that's not really, that wasn't really a metaphor, that was just a fact. (laughs) Yeah, quite literally, it was bursting at the seams. Whoops. (laughs) Um, And you also, uh, what else you get? I also got a cool hat. Um, It was a regular cool hat when I got it, and then I bought some cool flowers and made it an extra cool hat. It was now a very good hat, Um, (laughs) particularly for the purpose, it's just like a big floppy black straw hat, but I put, I, I bought flowers in like by pride colors. And did, like, a flower crown around the brim of it. Very cool. So it's very pretty now, and I have something both practical and lovely to wear at, Pri- at New York Pride nice. in ten days. Oh, man. So. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's coming quick. It's coming I gotta, quick. Uh, I gotta drive to New York in a couple weeks. About ten days. <laughs> yep. Ironically enough, that's alright. Luckily I will have a, uh, a nice floor to uh, sleep on or something like that something and, along those lines and there's some cringy stuff going on at playstation tonight okay cool um so we'll get back into the stuff <laughs> you know i'm just kind of doing i'm trying to do my journalistic duties by watching other journalists talk about stuff uh, <laughs> for our post this week cool what's well, nice that you got a sweet hat um did i get anything else i'm trying to think oh somebody gave me like a lucio drawing they did in the artist alley that's um, awesome. So when I was at Colossal Con, I went to the Overwatch photo shoot, and someone was like, hey, someone commissioned this, but they never picked it up, so you're a pretty good Lucio. Here you go. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess I'll put this in my not fanny pack. It's totally a fanny pack that I didn't realize that till someone told me. Um, I also pre-ordered, which should be here um, either in a few days or a week from Wednesday. I don't remember. But it's a, pl- it's a deck of playing cards. Um that are Super Smash Brothers themed. And uh, the reason I laughed at it is because everyone wanted uh, Krom to be from Fire Emblem to be put in the game. And he's in someone's uh-huh. final Smash, but he's never playable. So he's on the Joker deck with like that anime defeated pose, like, no. Like, <laughs> um, but what drew me to the, the cards, there was a. It was called League of Ladies, and it was all the women from League of Legends. Mm-hmm. But there aren't enough women from League of Legends to fill a deck, so Draven was also in there, and our friend cosplays Draven, and he yes. actually, I think he actually got the cards, and the lady's That's like, awesome. oh yeah, he came back from him. Um, but Colossal Con was a ton of fun, people really liked the Lucio costume I had. I've made new stuff, and people actually liked that 
ratty jersey from Teco, so I said, screw it. I'll just go with this. <laughs> but I added dreads to it, so that was a nice change. Nice. Yeah, they looked cool. Yeah, that was luck. <laughs> Our buddy Sam suggested I hot glue them to a headband. Ah, nice. Who already had the headband, but she suggested I pin them and glue them to it as a way to fix them. Anyway, so yeah, so I did the in-character cosplay contest and I placed in the top five. So, go me. Um, I lost to Victor Crumb. That's um, something I feel like it would be, he would be like a very tricky character to in-character because, like, he's very quiet, like stoic. Well, he did the accent very well, so I think oh, nice. he may have did like maybe a Mimi version of him. So I don't remember. And then someone from Black Butler. I don't remember. Someone with red hair, maybe. Ah, uh, Grell. Yeah, or like some kind of creepy person. But the person who came in first was Rick Sanchez. Nice. From Rick and Morty. And this dude killed it. He was great. Like, when he went on, everyone was like, yep, so we're playing for second, third, and all that. <laughs> nice. But it, it was very good. Um, right on the line of inappropriate, but still PG-13. Well, you gotta, if you're Rick Sanchez, you kind of gotta at least toe that line. Oh, yeah. He, he totally did, in a good way. In a good way. Um, I'll have to tell you guys the story sometime. We'll put it in, like, the, uh, like, bonus episodes, since, as you may hear, I have, like, chronic hiccups, and I can't really go on like this. So, um, anything else we have to talk about, Steph? Um, I don't think so. Let's just, you know, cover the social media stuff and call it a night. Oh, uh, could you do it? Yeah, I, I meant uh, like a colloquial you. Yeah, so uh, if you want to find us. um, Yeah, so if you want to find us, you can find us on iTunes. Um, If you want to leave a nice little rating and review there, that would be fantastic. Help us kind of move up in the charts and other people can find us. It would be awesome. And then we can also just know how we're doing. Let us know what we're doing well, what you think we can do better. Um, you can also find us on Google Play Podcasts, on Stitcher, on any other non-iTunes podcast catcher of your choice. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Character Rev. You can find us on Facebook by searching for Character Reveal. Um, you can file, You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash character reveal, surprisingly enough. Um, and you can even find us now on Instagram Ooh. at Character Reveal. Hey. Um, yeah, we have some nice themes going on. Got some pictures of stuff. And you can, if you want to follow us personally, you can find Dom on the internet pretty much anywhere he wants to be found, at BroadTheDom. You can find me on Tumblr at the Snow Queer or on Twitter at Captain Steph. On Instagram at Hella Steph. <laughs> what the hell? Very cool. Um, so yeah, that's about it. And if you all those other things don't interest you, you can listen to us direct from your browser by going to characterreveal.simplecast.fm. Yep. And uh, so yeah, as always, views, views, reviews, ratings, Patreon, all that kind of stuff is all greatly appreciated. So thank you. Yes. And you want to do the outro for us, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, see you later. Bye.